All right. So we're going to hit record in three, two, one. And we're going to give it a little bit of time because... Should I say something? I just did. Yes, you did. I think I think it's working. Um, so I'm going to do a countdown. Three, two, one. You're now listening to the Enter VR podcast. I'm Chris Miranda, your host. And today I'm joined by John Oaks. Once again, John, thank you so much for joining me. This is going to be a good, a good, wholesome, fun episode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like I was saying, like uh, this is the this is the first podcast. Well, last time we were in VR together, and that was a that was super fun. And I want to do that again. Yes, me too. Uh, this time I'm in VR by myself, and I'm playing bait. And right as I'm talking, I'm a little distracted because I'm trying to reel in a fish, and it's a good fighter, and I don't know what's going on. So <laughs> talking to you. From Soggy Swamp in the bait game uh, in my Oculus Quest. So, happy Sunday, Chris. Happy Sunday to you as well. That's what you should do on Sunday. Everyone should go fishing on Sundays and talk to their friends. And VR makes it that much easier. Yes, I, I agree 100%. So, it's been 12 exact, it's been as of today, it's been 12 days since the launch of the Oculus Quest. I've been keeping count. I've been counting because this has been. I think um, an important milestone for VR and dare I say humanity because it's really that big of a deal to me, man. I, it's, it's, I, I think the conversation everywhere you go and I bring it with me, it's shifted. I, 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 I said that earlier to Kent Bai and I keep, gonna, I'm gonna keep repeating it, man. This, this is it. I don't know what that it is but that it is here, and this is this, and this is it. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Know. What do you feel like? How do you, uh, am are you as hyped as me? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think the quest, um, the quest, is is you know, it's a game changer. It's a new genre. It's a revolution. It's the rebirth. It's all these things people were talking about. It's really good. Um, quality is great and the experience is good and the, and, but really the thing that makes it great is the, just the lack of friction. You put it on, you're in VR. You don't have to launch an app. You don't have to go to your PC. I mean, that's the thing. And I didn't, I, I knew that was a friction was a big deal. I didn't, I don't think I knew until I had this experience what a big deal it was, even for people like us who are passionate about VR, that you're sitting in your PC You've got your spreadsheets open or your tabs open or your development environment open and you're working and you're like, okay, if I want to do VR, I got to exit out all of this because, you know, it's going to hog up my memory and I got to clean my, you know, open up Steam, open up Oculus, open up Viveport, whatever my thing is, go untangle my cables, you know, get going, clear out my room and put my dog in the other room and start VR. By that time, I'm already tired. I'm already done, you know, but. I've had the experience, and I have a Rift S as well, which is great for things like Elite Dangerous or the higher-end stuff. But if I just want to have fun or walk into the room, like I told you, I was in my office, and you said, hey, let's do the podcast. Great. So I walked down the hall. Um, I'm just hanging out in my daughter's room right now because she's away at college. Quiet spot. Grab my quest, playing a game, and I didn't have to think about it. And I think people are having that experience all over. I can take. I took this to a conference last week, uh, conference of educators who are involved in um, 
university level maker spaces. And man, I was so excited because there, there was a lot more VR interest there than I thought in terms of VR makerspace, which we'll talk about later. But I brought my quest and, you know, I was the first kid on the block with a quest. So I'm like passing it around. And literally I, at lunch, at the lunch table, we're all like eating our chicken and steamed vegetables like you get at conferences. And people are passing around my quest. I just, you know, put guardian mode in, in stand, standing room or, you know, stationary mode. And people were getting blown away, you know, just like passing it around the dinner table. You just can't do that in any other environment or any other, you know, unless you have an all-in-one device of some kind. And, um, and they're sold out. So uh, that's too bad because I feel like anytime you sold out, somebody, you know, missed it, it's great success, but it's also missed a projection. But, you know, whatever. Hopefully they'll restock soon and tariffs won't get in the way and all that stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think the Oculus Quest is the absolute hottest product of the summer. All due respect to Rift S. The Rift S is a love letter to the PC VR community from Oculus. But it, you know, it basically it's it's a moderate upgrade. Um, but the Quest is revolutionary in terms of what it does. I have some qualms, which we'll talk about. But I answered your question. Yes, it's a huge deal. I think it's injecting lots of new people to VR, and it's going to create a lot of demand. And that demand will trickle up to high end and enterprise and education and so forth, and also open up opportunities for. Th- what should we other players who are all in one players too? Like Vive Focus wasn't on anybody's radar. Uh, Oculus Quest, I think, put, puts Vive Focus on people's radar because people are like, okay, there's Oculus Quest. What other all in ones are there? Um, I think Oculus Quest helped, and this is my opinion, unfounded in any way, but helped uh, the, um, the, the, oh, man, uh, the North. Uh, glasses get get funny because it's like oh yeah people want to go around in vr and ar so i mean they were on their way to funding anyway but i mean i think it helps um it raises awareness in ways that i think we didn't appreciate and um i think it will create a also eternal september in some of the social vr platforms so good luck boys and girls out there it's going to be rough for a few months with all these kids and newbies getting into social vr platforms but that's a good thing too um yeah so uh, there's so much to unpack there. it's huge so much and uh, i can't get enough of it yeah it, there's so much so much hype that we, you and i can talk about but let's but before we get to the hype, there's so much more. Hang in there, listeners. There's, there's going to be a lot of things, exciting things that we're going to talk about the quest. But I want to go straight into your qualms. I want to know how you feel like about having Uncle Mark Zuckerberg looking at everything through his computer vision cameras. Your living room, your bedroom, your every every room in your house now is is yeah can now be streamed to Facebook. How is that? Uh, how does that? How how do you feel about that? What are your thoughts? You know, it is a concern. Now, I think, I think the biggest problem that Oculus and Facebook have is not, it's it's not not about evil intent. It's about being okay with flaws in their system that allow them to do the things they want to do that other people can bring evil intent to. 
So in other words, I don't think I honestly don't think this is a huge problem with Quest at the moment. But yeah, the device is on right now. It's got cameras. Um, I and I and I don't even as a developer have access to those cameras. I mean, I'm sure somebody smarter than me has figured out how to hack in and, and get access to the cameras. But I don't know what they're recording. There's no visible way. I just have to like basically trust that they're not taking screenshots of my house. I mean, they absolutely have to. They have to work for the, the motion tracking to work, and I'm I'm tracking motion right now. So they are on. Um, I have to have faith in Facebook and Oculus that those images are staying local and that they're not even um, – they're not doing anything other than, than tracking. They're not looking for brands, that they're not looking for words, that they're not looking for – pictures of my family or my friends who might be staying around me or what kind of dog I have. I mean, um, that's all useful marketing information to somebody. So somebody's going to want it. And will somebody at Facebook eventually decide like, yeah, that's useful information. Uh, what's the harm if we find out what kind of posters they have on the wall or what kind of dog they have? And will that leak out? I mean, there's, there's nothing in their terms of service that I found that protects me from them doing that. And there's a lot of stuff that says that we agree to give them access to this kind of data. And I think that gets at the heart of, of the ethical dilemma because it's what they're doing, having the cameras on, on this device that's internet connected is necessary for the technology to work. And I like the technology, man. I love this thing. This is super fun. I'm having a great time and I, I want them to do more. Yeah, how, how, they don't want to limit their opportunities, and in that gap between, they want to provide me this great service and this great experience, and they want to sell information about me to advertisers and people who have an interest in marketing to me or, or communicating to me. That gap where we don't know what data is being transmitted exactly when and how and where and to whom and who th what third parties have access to the filtered data or the raw data, it, it's a can of worms. It's a time bomb of, of problems. And, you know, it's, it's not a new issue. It's just that I, I do worry um, from the advocate of VR side of me, I, I worry that, that this could blow up in our faces that because VR is new, because it is uh controversial in some circles because it is not profitable in many most instances yet um that and and i think facebook and oculus know this if it came out that they were capturing pictures of our rooms on some servers and that got leaked these things would be in the trash and it would set us back a long time so what do we do about that? What do, we, what do you do if you're Facebook and Oculus and you have these concerns? I mean, how do you – I mean, what, what would you do if you're – okay, you're Mark Zuckerberg. What do you do? How do you prove to people based on your track record of, of these gaffes and, and, and problems with privacy and problems with leaking information and security concerns to have these devices cooked, hooked into your server and that you're going to keep everybody's information safe? Or that some app developer isn't going to create some malware that taps into your cameras eventually, which is probably why they haven't given access to developers, and leaks that information that way. It's a tough problem, and I don't really know what the answer is. But um, 
You know what I would do if I were Mark Zuckerberg? I would, would hire Cambridge Analytica to gaslight everyone. <laughs> of course, Facebook is not tracking you. Of course. And we're going to use Facebook to tell you about how good Facebook is. <laughs> it, but the, here's the thing. Here's the I bought. I just bought this morning my second Oculus Quest. That's how much I love this thing. That being have, said, that being said, online, I, it was it was uh, the, the on Reddit. On Reddit, people are putting out messages. Hey, there's one on Amazon right now, and then I jumped in on this. Wow. Yeah. So I haven't, so I haven't been bird dogging it that hard, but yeah, that's cool. It is cool, but but this is my point. My point is that I just bought my second one because I love it that much. That being said. Ultimately, to me, what I think about is follow the money, John. How much is this information worth? And does it and is the is the liability, the risks? Dude, are they or do they, do they like the legal challenges? Like, you know how insurance companies have like car companies have like funds for when they for for when items cars or brakes fail and then they have to like sue people and people sue the company and so they they have like a a a discretionary budget for these sorts of things. I wonder if Facebook has that sort of same analysis wherein they're like, look, all the fact that we're going to capture so much information is going to open up billions and billions and billions of dollars for us and these million million dollar lawsuits will be a worthwhile hit for us. Or do you think that no, this that's not that'll never happen. We live in a in a in a, in a different era. I, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no way that a company the size of Facebook would push a product this good for four hundred dollars out to the market if the profit and the incentive for doing so was in that four hundred dollars. Um, it could be that they're hoping that we're going to spend a thousand dollars a year on apps and they'll get. You know, three hundred dollars of that—that's legit. But yeah, this this is this product that I'm wearing right now. By the way, just caught an alligator perch. Time to go back to the store and sell it because get my because by the way, because I'm, I'm playing bait. Um, yeah, th this is a loss leader, right? So they're they're going to make their money somehow. And the way Facebook business works is they sell information about their users. Um, you know, PR people and, and such would say that's not really what they want to do. They want to make money on software and on, on consulting and on business and all that. But I, I don't know, man, it's going to have to, we're going to have to wait and see. Um, so what's my advice? I mean, how do we, how do we advise people? I guess where I've come down on it, this is a good experience. And I feel like Facebook and Oculus will listen to, uh, listen to their customers um, so Here's what I'm doing, I'm loving it, sharing it. And I, and as soon as someone jumps on board on the standalone VR train, which is the future, eventually there's going to be competition. I'm going to ditch Facebook and, and I'm going to encourage all my friends to do that too. Because, but, yeah. but for now, you know, I, I feel like how I sleep better at night, the narrative that I tell myself, and obviously, you know, I'm just... I tell I tell myself like well I'm I'm doing my part to make sure that standalone it, VR there's a market there's 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 validation and 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 my hope I'm crossing my fingers I'm crossing my fingers right now is that Nintendo or Sony jump in the game in in fact let me tell you a quick story about AWE that I, I went to the Sony, the PSVR booth at AWE 
and yeah. one of the PSVR engineers was there. And he was super cool dude, super, super nice guy. And then I asked him, hey man, what do you think of the Oculus Quest? And he's like, oh, well, you know, uh, I've tried Gear VR. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Apples and oranges, my friend. <laughs> and thankfully, I had it in my backpack. So I, I let him try it. Um, and uh, it was really interesting. You know, I think he was hyped about it, but didn't want to get... Sh you know, show me, show it to me, <laughs> show, give give that, give me that satisfaction. Um, but it was, but it was clear that he that he was like, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I basically like, and then I left him with like, hey, I hope this leaves a seed inside your mind. He's like, oh, I know what you're doing now, because <laughs> the fact that yes, an engineer working on PSVR hasn't tried the Quest by now. That's was, concerning, you know, actually. Yeah, and I, mean, I, I want competition, John. I want competition. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna buy. I, I I see the future now. It's it's right here in front of me on my couch, and it's an Oculus Quest. And when PS Five comes out, I'm not gonna buy it if I have to buy that and then buy another headset that's gonna be wired. Wired, even if it's unwired, even if it's untethered. If I have to buy a console and then a headset on top of that, I'm not. I'm done. You know, this is all I need. It's it's yeah. and, and Sony's gonna hurt. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but Facebook is going to eat their lunch if they don't do something. Well, hey, man, let's be honest. Facebook has um, no end of talent and leadership on the technical side i mean carmack and abrash and and to to lead the teams and then everybody they everybody they have like under them would be like cto level of just about any other company um and you know you and i have have friends who we know are super talented and super good people and want what's right for vr working there and, and yeah they got and the, pretty much whatever money they want to spend um, and, 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 and if, and the challenge for them is not business or technical cause they will, they will have a presence. The only thing, mm, this goes beyond VR, but you know, like some, some people have been outside of the world of VR, like really angry and concerned about Facebook and the co-founder said, break Facebook up and, uh, all this stuff. So it's a question of, I think for VR, how that affects us is if that side of the Facebook world heats up and people are like anti Zuckerberg. I mean, even Palmer posted a pretty, I can't remember if it was a tweet thread or a blog, but I read it, but he was like basic or an article saying that, you know, Zuckerberg's the best ally VR has right now. And, um, I, I think that's a that's a fair argument when you consider how much money they've spent on research and development to get us to this place and all the talent they've put together. I mean, they bought Oculus for between two and three billion dollars, and I think they've probably spent, you know, I don't even know how much, but a lot more than that uh, to get us to this place. And that's a huge investment that is maybe not 
huge in the world of Facebook, but it's it's a pretty big investment that he's expecting to recoup on. And no end in sight. They're going to keep developing. They're hiring like crazy. They're hiring engineers. They're trying things. That's all really good. But if it comes down that there's legal or congressional over, you know, action that or government comes in and says, yeah, we're going to break you up and you got to do this and that and whatever, then then that's all going to change. And and it, it could lead to something like them having to spin off Oculus or or other things or they might change funding spending priorities maybe they go on another acquisition spree i don't know um those kind of tectonic changes could really rock the vr world but i think we're but you know with quest with index coming out which we can talk about with the the with um vive vive focus with windows mixed reality and with all the ar stuff i don't think we're going back i think for a long time we were worried that like die it ain't gonna die too many too many companies have bought into it at the enterprise level that um from and from education and and from manufacturing and design no matter what happens vr we are in the era of vr now i can safely say that and the only question doesn't that feel good (laughs) it kind of does yeah i mean i feel like you know everyone kind of inflates the role of the story but like you and i were there the kind of early days trying to like figure out how to go and and have had some impact on on its success so i feel like we were a part of the story you know we all read uh history of the future at this point and there's like so many times you know people get mentioned i'm like i know that dude i remember when that happened i was in that room not all those early days but like later on on those events happen yeah so um you know that, that's that's exciting, and I feel like we 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 did it, Chris. We did it. We made VR. You and me. Congratulations <laughs> us on making VR happen. Ourselves. High five! High yeah. five all around, and pat our, <laughs> I'm patting myself on the shoulder right now. There we go. Yeah, yeah. much deserved. Yeah. After six all years, we did it, John. <laughs> all of you listening, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're <laughs> um, um, no. But yeah, we're in the age of VR for sure. For yeah, sure. Like, the cat's out of the bag. Pandora's box is open and it ain't going to close up again no matter what happens to Facebook because yeah, I just – yeah, it's, this is this is really good. This is really good. So here's – so just to play that out, let's say like Facebook this – is, this is not going to happen. But let's say like Mark wakes up tomorrow and goes, yeah, I'm sick of VR. I'm shutting everything down. You're all fired, right? Mm-hmm. That's – he he would have lost his marbles, but let's just say that's like the worst case scenario. We're shutting Oculus down because um, I want to, and I had a bad VR experience, and I hate VR now. Okay, great. So even if that happened, all of that, re- all of the the people involved have have come so far, and the research has done so far. They would just reform other companies, or get acquired, or Apple would buy them, or Valve would hire them, or Sony would hire them. Or Lenovo would hire. I mean, they, it wouldn't. It would be a pause, but it wouldn't be a stoppage because there's now market demand for this hardware. Yeah. And so, I think um, once you've built a, a f- an ecosystem of demand and manufacturing capabilities and software development skills, then as long as there's not something better, 
it's going to persist and just improve. Um, and so I think we're on this long track of improvement from just like in the early days of, of DOS and PCs swapping out floppies to now, you know, the high end 2d systems. I think we've come, well, it's hard to say, but I, I think we may have come as, about as far as we're going to get on 2d, um, computing, you know, ubiquitous computing power, really inexpensive, high performance, client you know no no nobody loads floppy disks anymore everything's just on demand um and uh certainly more you know cpu power could always be applied more gpu power could always be applied but i feel like the marginal improvement of productivity is going to be on the vr side for the next 10 years Mm -hmm. in other words you're gonna have a really killer laptop 2d laptop but next year's model isn't going to be that much better. You're not going to be able to do that much more with it. But on the VR side, you're going to be able to do a lot more with next year's model of VR equipment. And so the productivity increases on the enterprise side and on the personal productivity side is going to be heavily tilted towards the VR and immersive, let's just call it spatial computing space because the, um, input affordances and the performance and the and the the ability to use apps the availability of people who can develop apps for you is on the upswing like it's never been since we started this game um the tools are better the platforms are better the inputs are better the experience that we've gotten getting this far is is better and and in and standards are starting to develop around that and people are getting comfortable with the idea so you know, today you'll get something done in VR um, pretty well. In a year from now, you're going to do it 10 times as, as well and be 10 times as productive. And you're going to have meetings in VR that were 10 times better than Skype meetings or WebEx or whatever you're using or Zoom even. Um, so, uh, you know, side note, if Zoom is smart, they'll come, Zoom will, you know, the Zoom conferencing software that's mm-hmm. gotten all buzz up. They come out with a VR, social VR play. That's a good move. So... Um, somebody should tell somebody go pitch Zoom on building a social VR platform for Zoom um, because that's killer app right there. So it won't be as and, good as Mozilla Hubs, but you know I feel like they oh, have they have a chance. They have a chance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got to talk about Mozilla Hubs because I, I love Mozilla Hubs so much. Um, in fact, you know what? Zoom. There's the answer. You just said, Chris, you genius. Mozilla Hubs is open source. Zoom needs to go look at Mozilla Hubs and add Zoom functionality, just like Hubs added Discord. Zoom needs to go add Mozilla Hub's functionality to Zoom so that in your Zoom meeting, you can see like, hey, let's jump into this space together, and it's a Hub's instance. They could do that now. Nothing's stopping them except a little effort, and and that's what needs to happen. So let's somebody out there who's listening to this, Zoom call Hub's. Hub's, somebody call Zoom. I'm going to message them. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah, they totally yeah, can do it. That would be next year. Man, it's hard about putting VR mainstream. If we could get Zoom doing VR and they on all these people starting meetings and it was just like, hey, you could meet face to face with Zoom. Hot damn. We, that would, we, that would be yeah. revolutionary. I've had I've I've organized meetups before where like uh where like I the funny thing is is like people in VR with, with other people in VR and it's just so beautiful where like where where like people ha- do subtle uh, body language movements without communicating 
with words and you can see that in VR for example at one point like oh, we were, I was running a meeting and then um, and and one of my one of my friends in VR looked down as, at his hand as if to look at his clock and it indicated to me that oh it's he's he's running out of time and so I closed the meeting without him having to say anything you know and it worked out amazingly that that you couldn't do on flat pancake mode or maybe that takes a, a few a few more seconds because you got to type it out you know on the keyboard but he did it in a quick second it, it was natural intuitive and you know it allowed for a more human conversation i think which was cool so and that was the mozilla hubs <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm it's it's i think it's the future I, i'm totally with you i got i got something i want to run by you so so i did a twitter poll a while ago and uh, and I feel like the the hive mind knows what the hive mind wants, because I asked the hive mind. And by the way, John, are you still there? Yes. Okay, good. I asked the hive mind. I was like, um, "What is what? It, multiple choice. What are the biggest impediments to the mass adoption of VR?" And A, I said ease of use. B, setup. Or C, uh technological potential or something or capabilities and most of everyone said that it be, the majority of people said that it was um ease of use and price and those two things are the things that the oculus quest nailed i think that the ease of use i can set up a guardian in 20 seconds and i'm you know and in 30 seconds 45 seconds i'm in vr chat all of a sudden um and whereas it used to take it used to take, at worst, 20 minutes, and at best, maybe like 10 minutes to get in VR chat on my PC. That oh, yeah. is a huge improvement. <laughs> and then another 20 minutes to figure out the Steam audio problems that invariably pop up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hubs was super easy to do on the Quest. Super easy. Easier than on my, my Samsung Odyssey. I have a, a Samsung Odyssey. I have a PSVR and a Vive. And they're all collecting dust now um, because I haven't touched any of them since I got the quest because yeah I think I didn't think I would get so hyped about not having a cable but I am I it really is the future it's it's weird like oh wow uh, do you see those experiments about and I and I, I gotta admit I haven't done it yet but streaming um, streaming games to your quest like Steam VR games to your quest yeah LVR and VR Ridge I have not yeah. done those yet but I will. Uh, yeah, and I, I know they're they're still kind of they're hacking on it and everything. But okay, a couple things. One, side loading, side loading apps into Quest is going to open up a lot of doors for really cool experiences that that uh, that I think Facebook and Oculus won't won't endorse. But the the insiders, the people who are willing to hack on their their Quest, uh, will will really enjoy. And honestly, if I get a and I, like I said, I haven't done it yet, and I, I intend to. But um, if I can stream apps from my PC, either Oculus or Steam VR apps, to my Quest, I, I might not need my S or my Vive. You know what I mean? I spoke to people at the Social VR headquarters, the AWE, and they were like, "Hey, yeah, I was. I've been playing Beat Saber, and I've been playing Neo's VR, and I've been playing." Um, it was another one, uh, VR chat in the in the quest using ALVR, which is for which is free, 
which blew me away. Because yeah. now I have my whole yeah. my Steam library. So back. I mean, and then okay. Oh, here's a here's a oh man. The good and bad thing about you talking with you is like we get so many ideas, we get distracted, and it must be really frustrating to listen to us ramble. But <laughs> here's the thing. So how much how much of Quest is locked into super proprietary technology of, of Oculus versus now that the ALVR exists and it's on an Android platform, is somebody going to create a non-Oculus Facebook clone of a Quest? You know, there's a hundred quests in China somewhere that are being carefully dissected and disassembled, yes. right? Yeah. And 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 then come back with like a more maybe a pure Android play mm-hmm. that supports ALVR. Now you have a wireless VR that's good enough to do um, you know, some VR on its own, but when you get in range of your PC or your Wi Fi network, you can do PC VR. Oh my gosh, that would be that would be a killer one. And even if it, it'd be definitely probably more than 400 bucks, that really opens up some interesting possibilities. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how feasible that is. I don't know how much proprietary hardware is involved in making this all come together. Um, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, it could be an op- interesting development. If all of a sudden in about, I don't know, six months or so you see Kickstarters for um, quest like one-offs hitting, wow. Or, or something like that. Anyway, um, I, uh, I I appreciate that thought because it helped. It allowed me to dream a little bit. It gave me a little bit of hope. I think that's. I think. I think anything can happen at this point. This is this technology is just too good. It's just too good right now for it to just remain in the hands of Facebook, I, I, unless Facebook has really good lawyers or or something something. But man, this is too good. Uh, I yeah I I really sound like a like like I drank the Kool Aid to the max, but I haven't been this excited honestly about VR since the DK one. Like this is this has energized me. This this feels like oh this is what I needed. I the I, VR winner. I feel like it's is about to be done. It, I mean, I, what, how how do you keep track chronologically of the VR space? Because this is how I sort of view it. The first couple of years. It was the, um, the sort of the the the, the mound, the hi- the hype cycle mound. It was a little nice little mound, and then and then and then and then after that mound came sort of like the trough of disillusionment slash the VR winter for the past three four three four years. I, I would say three years. You know, then- I my little VR my VR journey metaphor that I I came and was like explaining to my son. Um, cause he saw me get all excited. He's like, yeah, you, you know, I remember he, cause he's 17. He's like, I remember when you got the rift, you were super excited and we did it all the time. And then kind of, I go, you know what the metaphor is? It's like that drive to Disneyland. And I live in Northern California. So driving to Disneyland is like five, six hours. And I go, and the first year of VR was like, we're going to Disneyland and everybody's <laughs> hyped. You got your snacks Everyone's fresh. You're in the car, and you're like, "Man, this is going to be great." Here's all the great things that we're going to do, and you're super excited. And then your your two and three is like, um, the second or third hour of, of driving to Disneyland. You're like, "Okay, I'm still excited, but yeah, we've we've, we've been we've been driving for a while, and uh, some of the adrenaline's wearing off, and uh, I got to use the restroom, and my snacks are all gone, 
But yeah, we're going to Disneyland. I'm I'm sure we're going to get there. And then like the last couple of years have been like we're in Bakersfield. What? <laughs> Bakersfield? We're out of snacks. I really got to use a restroom. And Dad's getting cranky because we keep asking when we're going to get there, and he keeps going, "Shut up! We're going to get to Disneyland. We we'll get to Disneyland." And then, oh my God, now we got to go over the grapevine, and there's a traffic jam. Ah, you know. And then finally, I feel like you know where we're at. We're not quite at Disneyland yet, but. We're in that point of Highway 5 when you see Magic Mountain. And you're like, uh, yeah, this is great. And you maybe make a pit stop, get you know, get a bite to eat and ride a roller coaster. That's where we're at. We're not quite to Disneyland, but man, we're there and it's getting exciting again and the anticipation is building. So, um, yeah, man, we've been on this road to Disneyland and I feel like we can, we, we, we can see the Matterhorn from here, but we're not quite parked. And um, maybe next year we'll be parked and entering the gates of Disneyland. Well, this is where we're headed. This is the mount, the mountain I see that where that the industry space, the medium is about to start climbing. And along the way, there's going to be uh, obstacles in its path, and it definitely stumbles and things like that because this is going to be uh, a messy thing to have humans figure out. I, I nowhere in the record of human history have we seen a technology quite like this and this is an exciting time to be a neuroscientist a psychologist i mean it's an exciting time to be a fucking human because no matter what angle you go in into this this is this is this is this might be yeah this might be this is going to cover everything just because it's reality anything that's in our reality right now will be touched by vr and AR or spatial computing, call it what you what you will. It's so exciting, and that's why it's so important because it's, it's um, reality that's at stake. Yep. And you know, can I say in terms of altering reality, like for the last ten minutes or so, we've been talking. I'm still in uh, bait, and I'm in soggy swamp, and I'm I'm actually just I I lay down, and I'm just looking up at the particle of particle effects that look like fireflies in the sky and the trees and the god rays going through the, the intentional god rays going through the swamp and in the little sack over there and dude for a moment i kind of i mean obviously it's cartoony graphics but i forgot i was in vr oh man it's really weird and and that's kind of that's the kind of experience i think there's going to be a lot of people having these experiences and i think there's actually a market for environments where you can just like meditate or whatever that are i felt all but anyway anyway um I'm gonna I wanted to say in the show notes, by the way. Sorry to interrupt, but I, uh, just before you hold that thought, I wanna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to put bait in the show notes so that people who have a quest can also listen to this podcast while they have a when quest. When you're listening on. to the show, come to Soggy Swamp and fish, and it'll be like we're fishing together. Except right now, I'm just like watching my uh, my bait dry in the air because I got distracted. But um, uh, how much time do we have? We have all day. <laughs> yeah, I want to respect people's time. I don't even know how long. How long have we been talking? We've been you know, talking in for VR, you minutes. Track time. Thirty-nine minutes. Huh? How long? Thirty-nine minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> I it feels know. like ten. Time dilation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Edit this down. Everyone listening, listening to this, please listen at two x speed. Respect your, respect your time. Go out and do stuff. Okay, Good. so um, two things. One is uh, you know I didn't get to get, I didn't get to go to AWE. Um, and, oh, 
the fear of missing out and not seeing all you guys at a conference I always liked going to was super painful. But I was up at uh, at, you guys had enough going on. But yeah, but thank you. But yeah, it was. I felt it because I felt like uh, this would have been a good a good time to get together and celebrate with everybody. You know, kind of where we're at. But anyway, whatever. I was up at Sonoma State, um, beautiful campus, at this uh, conference for. Uh, university makers, makerspaces. So universities, you know, uh, and just to define makerspace, it's a place where it's like a workshop for um, people to come together and use technology to fabricate things. It could be crafts, it could be product, it could be research, whatever. It's, you know, 3D printing and laser cutting and woodworking and sewing and um, electronics and VR. And man, there was so much interest in VR, and I, I'm so excited that the maker community is embracing VR for its creative potential. Um, a lot of really, you know, a lot of great conversations, and and uh, and I think um, that because people who listen to your podcast are in the VR community, I would encourage them to reach out to your local college, community college, university, whatever you have near you. Um, because they need a lot of help. Um, they need, they need advice and guidance on what VR is and how to position it. And they especially need, um, public private partnerships. So if you're even a little studio, um, who can't pay any money, there are students in these universities and colleges that are super excited about VR, but don't know how to find people to work with. And um, hey, John, you're sounding a little whistly. Maybe is there a, maybe the arrangement of your microphone? I just want to make sure that it's not. It's not. Okay. Yeah, because I really want to sell that point hard. Uh, how is this any better? Much better, 100. percent Thank you. Okay. Uh, I wasn't whistling, so sorry, everybody. But the point I want to make was, um, please reach out to your colleges and universities if you have a VR business or are a developer. There are students and probably faculty as well um, who both want to help and have budget for applications. Um, there are grants that are being created from various entities, not VR industry entities, for doing research in VR, about VR, how to use it in education, how it affects us uh, at a neurological level, how it could be used in manufacturing and fabrication um, industries, how it could be used to build social bridges, all these things we've been talking about, you know, the academic world, sometimes it leads and sometimes it follows and it's been following, but now I think it, because it has confidence that VR is going to be around, it's starting to lead. And I feel like the university space and even the community college space is going to start producing some really interesting work and has resources and in some cases funding. So um, uh, if I always like to put in a plug for some kind of call to action, I guess, you know, community out there, uh, Google your local college, look for their VR or their makerspace and, and call them, email them, go down and visit and, and find out what's going on and see how you can help. Because I think um, it's a tremendous thing, a tremendous resource for them and a tremendous resource for you. Uh, and it could be a real good win-win. And I saw some really good examples of that. And on, on Wednesday, I'm having a meeting with a, 
a neurology researcher, a brain scientist who has been doing research in VR and she wants to work with me on a, on a project that could lead to a grant. So I'm super excited about that and I'll keep you posted, but there's lots of stuff happening in the education space. And I, I want the community to be a part of that. So go be a part of that. This is if, if, if people have been waiting for a time to, take action and start looking for clients, leads, build businesses. I think the time is it's right around right around now, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, you're not too late, but don't wait. It's kind of, I always say that. That's almost like my catchphrase, I think, because people are always like, oh, yeah, all the money's already been made in VR. I'm like, no, man, not all. This, no. Now you can maybe make money in VR, whereas before I think it would have been really hard. Um so yeah. Anyway, so um, so what has been? Uh, let me ask you. So, I, I I can't let go how much of an impact not having a cable has done for me. And yeah, let me share a story with you. Like I remember playing Creed, the boxing game, and I've yep. been playing Creed here and and here and then. Um, but I I played it on the PSVR. I played it on the Vive. Going from PSVR to Vive was a good, good improvement because I went from standing to now I could I had room scale, but now with the Quest, I have my whole living room space even even more mapped and 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 I'm witnessing moves things that I I'd never saw before. For example, my first match ever, this dude, my opponent, does a spinning back fist. And nails it, and I was shocked because that was never possible before. And so, it's where what I'm excited about is the future of VR gaming at this point because so many of the games that have been designed thus far were designed while you know with with having the tether in mind. But now that there's no tether and there's no cable. You know, when you design games from the ground up for that, I wonder what interesting experiences, you know. I, th I feel like Beat Saber is one of those the great examples where we're like, all right, that's the peak of what good standing VR can do. But, but what about free movement VR <laughs> where it's... I, I, I have friends who have a, a, a quarter acre tracking volume right now with their quest. A quarter acre! That's crazy. They did a boundary. They walked a boundary of like a quarter acre. Okay. Like in so a house I, or something. I think what they did is they disabled Guardian and they're, 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 they have a quarter acre literally backyard. Oh, I, I see. Think, I think that, yeah. that's, what he, that, that's what he meant. Because I don't think the Guardian can do a whole quarter acre. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, um, haven't done that yet. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely. So my idea right now that I'm cooking over kind of related to that is uh, for Halloween, if I can work it out and get side loading working and, and all that is um, a haunted house with quests, like get a yeah. bunch of ninja masks, you know, to protect from whatever makeup and the kids have on their faces and get like three or four quests, which I could do between me and friends. And, and have kids walk through a virtual haunted house that's my actual house. You know what I mean? Oh so the walls God. are all there. 
right? How fun would that be? And I don't think yeah. it would be that challenging. It doesn't have to be like super high end. It can be cartoon graphics. It can do all that stuff. I think that experience would blow people away. It would be super fun. And, um, you know, man, haunted houses in VR. Uh, wow, you're, dude, that's amazing. Wow, you're I, right. How fun yes. would that be? And I, I think I was thinking about it and because I, I almost kind of did that last year, but it was more of a standing experience. I was going to do like have, um, I had it kind of working, but then I decided the throughput of having one kid at a time, which wasn't worth it. But like in my garage, basically have a standing room space where you put on the headset and you're in a haunted room and then stuff comes at you. And that was fun, but it just wasn't, it wasn't as cool as I hoped, but I think if you're walking through and you can feel the walls and you can feel the furniture and you've kind of mapped that out into your space, which you could do, then, then I think that changes everything. Um, in terms of immersion. I mean, just the, the creativity that's coming out of this and it's barely been two weeks because I'm thinking about like quarter acre. Holy crap. I can get 20 of my friends, 10 versus 10, you know, battlefield, straight up battlefield simulator in there, you know, where we're, we're like thinking about tactics and, and it's just a free like movement all over the space. And we're, we're using teamwork and it's, it's, it's super fun and we're all having fun. Like it, it would be so amazing. It would be like laser tag, you know, next level. It would be, it would, would yeah. be better if that, if, there was if me that, that made me laugh. Remember in ready player one, and we all laughed at this scene. Ready Player One, there was kind of a cheesy end. At the end battle, um, they showed like the public kind of waking up to this battle that was happening and people running down the streets in their okay. street clothes with their ATVs on. But in you know, VR, they had that. Yes. And, and we're like, ah, that's stupid. That's not how VR works. And I'm like, well, now in, in that fictional reality, maybe that's not so crazy. Maybe people could be out in the world and get a call that, uh, you know, there's some kind of battle going on in a multiplayer game and they, they gear up right there in, in Starbucks and then go running off down the street. I don't know. It sounds stupid still, but maybe that's where we're going and that actually could be a thing. Um, it's an uh, interesting time. There's definitely going to be some modes of play that we haven't thought of. And I hope I think of it. I hope I'm one of the people who thinks of a new mode of play that this enables, but I'll be excited for everything that gets created. And I hope... <sighs> Okay, back to a qualm about Oculus Quest, how closed down they are. They don't even have, you know, the ability to load. They're not even letting, like, the, the untested, what they call it, the uncurated titles in. I, you know, I, I really, and I know they're trying to control the experience, and maybe they're right, but that's not what I want. And what I want is, sure, have your curated, nice 30 apps that are perfect in every way and, and on brand and blah, blah, blah. But man, please let me have a toggle switch I can throw that throws me into the darkest corners of VR. I want to see all the crazy stuff that people are doing on my quest. And I don't care if it's upsetting or off brand or whatever. I'll, I'll agree to new terms of service. I will pay you even more money uh, to unlock, you know, kind of like an unlocked cell phone if I can get access to that, because I know there's a lot of people that would love to develop for the quest. And I've seen this a lot on Twitter that they're just not like getting let in. They're not even getting greenlit. Um, and you know, 
I can I can put on my other hat, my product manager hat, if I'm sitting there at Oculus or Facebook and understand why that is. But as a user, it's not what I want. So I want them to give me a choice. I want them to enable me to get at that weird stuff that indies are created that are creating for maybe like five people in the universe that think like them. You know, mm-hmm. I want the unrated content. I want the extreme content. I want the weird care about i want the one-off business application that for accounting for whatever just because i want to see how they do it and it's not stuff that's going to make oculus any money and i get that but you never know man i think that's the that's the weird stuff is where the new the new revolutions come from so i hope i hope there's a door that gets opened there and side loading will help but it would be nice to just kind of have it all as one experience what about using the oculus browser and truth yeah and putting your app on the on web 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 vr and now, that's called WebXR. And now part whatever of this podcast let's talk about web vr um yeah, yeah. uh the browser uh, the oculus browser is 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 pretty good for web vr um at the conference i did uh my talk was on basically the workflow of, of um, make, you know, it's part of this, this project, a long-term project we're working on making real things virtual and virtual things real. So I was talking about um, to, to these maker space folks, how to use photogrammetry to get an object that you have in your world, whether it's a building or an, I did a toy elephant into scan it in with photogrammetry using 2d pictures that you just have from any phone phone that you have laying around or a camera building a model getting it on sketchfab loading it into uh spoke which is mozilla's spoke for editing scenes and hubs and then launching that in hubs so that your um class or colleagues or whatever could see what you've made and there's you know there's a hundred different ways you could go from that but uh it was it was amazing and again it was one of those things that made was made possible because i had quest because I didn't have to haul in a gaming PC. I didn't have to have wires. I could pass my quest around. And it was very powerful for me to, to in 30 minutes, take a, a physical little wooden elephant from Bang- Bangladesh and then um, scan that in, um, run photogrammetry for like 20 minutes, because I did a very, I did a lightweight scan, get that into Sketchfab in about three minutes. And then in Spoke in like two minutes, get that into a social VR environment that other people could come see. Right. And, and that's all web VR. Right. I, I didn't, the only Oculus aspect I touched there was I was in the quest using their browser and um, it, you could have been on there with your desktop. You could have been on there with your Oculus, your regular Oculus or your Vive. And we could wow. have been talking this elephant that I scanned in in like yeah. 30 minutes. Imagine. And, oh my God, John, this is amazing. Sorry, I'm too excited. I'm too excited. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway. So, WebVR is extremely powerful for democratizing VR experiences and educational potential. Um, you know, people could get at it from their smartphones. Or, nope, there's no gateways. There's no... Um, you don't want to be on Facebook to get to VR? Well, here, do it on Hubs. Let's build your seat in spoke. Put it on Hubs. And, by the way, Hubs has a long way to go. They got, like, Years of work ahead of them. It's it's okay. It's usable now. It's going to get better. But I mean, I could I could talk 
to you about what I want from it that it doesn't do yet. But um, but it's really good for on the fly uh, meetings, on the fly discussions about objects, and you can bring in them, maybe build a whole scene. Um, and it's all web VR. And so web VR is real. Uh, I think we've hit the critical mass of web VR adoption, and I think Oculus knows that, which is why by default they've built in their browser to support it. They kind of had to, but um, that is also kind of a way that we could get access to content that um, maybe doesn't come through the storefront of Oculus or other walled gardens. You know, I think WebVR is going to be um, just like there used to be AOL and CompuServe and Prodigy. You know, WebVR is going to open us up to experiences and content that the big companies may not have an interest in originally, but we will. And that's where the, the action is going to be. I think in the future. That, that's the hope I'm with you because in, and honestly, web VR has so much going for it because I, you know, I got excited just a second ago and I couldn't contain myself <laughs> because I imagined myself as you were, you were speaking, I imagined myself in a scenario where like I, if I were in a client trying to pitch a client, VR in a meeting, you know, I with spoke, I, I could have a a laptop with Wi-Fi and I could have a Quest or in their phone or, or on a phone and then do a live demo, and they'd be like, oh, you know, I like my sign, you know, my my restaurant sign over here, and I'd be like, sure, and then I would go straight into the browser and live edit for them right there. Yeah, like, like that would be like. That would blow people away. It would blow people away, and they would see on the quest on their phone, they, on their on the laptop. They, you can see anywhere, anywhere, and you could, and you did that right there. Yeah, it's almost too good to be true. I think, and you couldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, another another thing, you know, Sumerian Amazon Sumerian continues to impress me. They're at they're they're really. I don't know how level, how, you know, does Jeff Bezos think about Amazon Sumerian? I don't know, but I mean, the team is really strong and they keep adding things and, um, and Amazon, it's hard to bet against Amazon, you know, uh, in, in the, the, the clash of the Titans, you know, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, maybe Disney. Uh, I think, you know, we haven't thought about Amazon too much in terms of the VR world, except for Sumerian. And, um, but the thing is AWS, Amazon web services is huge and enterprise VR is happening. And I think they were really smart to see that. So because enterprise VR is happening and AWS is already there as they start integrating their services there's, it's really easy to create a pretty good enterprise VR app out of Sumerian pretty quickly. So love hubs. Sumerian is very powerful. Love that too. I'd love to see them somehow interact more, but um, that might be challenging. But anyway, um, again, that's also web VR. So you got a phone, you got a tablet, you got a Vive, you got a Rift, you got a Quest. It doesn't matter. You can still get to it through the browser. And that's amazing. Um, I want to see class projects and science fairs and club meetings and silly little Twitch games that people stream like, or platformers or escape rooms or all that stuff. Mike Jones, we were, you know, a friend of ours does brain Fizz VR won a prize not too long ago doing basically, you know, basically an escape room 
app in VR for Amazon Sumerian and won first prize and a bunch of accolades from that. And, you know, uh, he put a lot of work into it, but it was just one guy working, you know, nights and weekends and, and got a pretty killer application out of it. So I think those kind of things could happen um, where people create little mini businesses in web VR that are viable right now. Um, maybe not enough to support your mortgage, but enough to buy you coffee money and that will grow. Um, yeah, it will grow. How much will it grow? By the way, shout out to Mac Jones. How will it grow? How, how, what are your expectations for how much VR will grow this year? And are, have, has the quest changed your expectations? Like, had I asked you this question a year ago, or maybe six months ago, would you have given me a different response than what you might give me today? What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think, well, um, I am more optimistic today than I was six months ago. And I think I was optimistic six months ago. I thought things were going to go well, but I think that um, the, the quest has really been a huge adrenaline shot into the industry in terms of creating new users and creating hype, which is uh, hype, or should I say enthusiasm? Hype maybe is the negative aspect, but enthusiasm. Um, and um, the advent of the index, which we haven't really talked about, but mm. um, the index is going to be a serious contender in it, and the content play there is compelling as well in a way that may make us okay with cables again you know what i mean <laughs> like it might be so good we'll be like yeah it's just a cable it's no big deal whereas right now we're like ah oh, cables suck um the the content play with the with the valve index um you're whistling a little bit you're not whistling but your phone audio microphone sounds like it's whistling a little bit I, again it might be the it might be completely out of your control but i'm just all right maybe if, if we pause that's you Cleaning it up in the post processing, I don't know, but the the index, may, uh, the index may make us okay with cables because of the the content and the capabilities that it's going to bring. Whereas right now we just spent the last talking about how much we love not having cables, and that's legit. Um, the that you get with an index may be good enough, and the content that they provide may be awesome enough that we forget about the cables all over again, and it could be like this you know, weird seesaw of, of mobility versus content. And, um, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be uh, really interesting. We were, so we we're talking about web VR and you asked me how big the industry was going to be. Um, okay. So how are we defining size of industry? We're defining it by number of active users on a, daily basis or are we talking about top line dollars generated or are we talking about um businesses to focus on vr what do you want to how do you want to define with a vr let's talk about money i i, I think uh, users are great uh business starting more business that's great but i, I want to know what what, you, what, what your thoughts so are i think money. Um, the, the money will double from what it was last year. So, so actually let me change that. I think the money in terms of hardware sales, I think 
2019 will be in hardware sales the size of the hardware sales from 2015 to 2019. In other words, like however many dollars have been sold in hardware over the last four years, I think we're going to see that number of dollars spent this year or close to it. In other words, everything we've done up until January 1st, 2019, put that in a pile, the pile of 2019 dollars versus everything that's come before it will be about the same. And when I say become before it, I'm talking about modern VR, not the whole enterprise space back 20 years. I'm talking about like Oculus and Vive and PSVR and all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we're going to double. I think next year is going to be double whatever this year is <coughs> in terms of hardware. Hmm. Software, I think, is um, probably... I don't know, man, because, okay, now we got to talk about consumer versus enterprise software. I think people will spend as much money on software for their consumer VR equipment as they did on the hardware. So I think um, people are going to, people who bought a Quest will spend about $400 on content this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I can't do the math in my head because. Um, but that's what I, th- I think that's a, a pattern of behavior that I feel good about. Um, on the enterprise side, I don't know. I think it's going to be, can I just say it's going to be big and, and a really rich environment for the right people to take advantage of, that there's going to be a lot of research and a lot of consulting and a lot of development work thrown at problems that never see the light of day but create value for the enterprises. And I don't know how to scale that. Um, it would you probably have to do a survey of uh, the enterprises doing the work. Um, in education, too, there's so much going on in education, but it hasn't percolated up to awareness yet. So there's a lot of money being spent, a lot of time being spent in education and VR that hasn't quite gotten on people's radar screens yet. So I think that's also an area that's that's significant. Yeah. Um, so... I danced around the question because I don't really, I don't want to say hard numbers, but I think, you know, if you've been in business in VR, the amount of revenue you've captured up to this point, you have an opportunity to capture that amount in the next 365 days. So get busy. Super hot registered or reported that their sales on the quest were up 300% compared to their other other platforms uh, it's just super hot by the way i'm just i'm just putting in they may they might be an outlier but it, i might 300 other platforms in what time period like all time like they've sold three times as much super hot on quest as steam and oculus or just that for the month of of may they sold 300 percent of what they sold on steam and oculus it might be the latter, but I don't know. It's worth reading the yeah, article. Yeah, but that's it's worth reading the article. I, I'll I mean, put that. I'll put it in the show notes because it's wanna, been out for uh, what year? Super hot. I think it's been out for two two years. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty well aged on the other platforms. So that's not surprising, but it would be great. To be, uh, I guess uh, I don't know if it's great. It'd be interesting to know if it was three hundred percent of their all time sales or just monthly sales. If it's monthly sales, yeah, who cares? It's not that big. 
all-time um, sales, that would be that would be shocking. <laughs> that would be I mean, that's how, that would be hard hard to believe. Yes, I don't know how to, how to I don't know how to use that number. Um, we'll see. I all indicators point in the right direction to me, and by indicators I mean everyone I put it on their face loves it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you uh? Did you, hey, by the way, did you pre-order or reserve uh, an index? I did, which reminds me, before we even talk about the index, there's one more thing I want to put on your radar. Oh, yeah. Have you heard the Vario, or have you tried the Vario? You've heard, of course, the Vario, but have really? you tried the Vario yet? It's my white whale, man. I've I've come, I've been everywhere they've been demoing, and, and I talked to the guys, I saw them, I uh, had a great conversation with them at the VR Mixer um, over GDC, and we were going to get together, and then something happened, and then they were at S... Then they were at SVR, and it was like the one time I didn't get to go to the meetup uh, at the sixth anniversary, um, and so I have not. But I'm Vario, very excited. Well, well, was that was HP? So I think Vario's still gonna be at the. So everyone listening, go to the next SVR. I think I think Vario's gonna be there at the next one. So really? yeah, yeah, yeah. HP was the one that you missed the sixth anniversary. That was HP the reverb. Huh? How are you scooping me on what's going on with SVVR? That's amazing. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Vario, um, Vario, I tried it at AWE. It's amazing. Holy moly. Holy moly, dude. I, um, I, there's, a, there's, a little, there's a little spot. There's a spot that kind of, kind of blends into the H&D. The, the FLV is about the same as the Vive. Uh, maybe a little bigger. But there's a spot. I would say it's like a... Like a like a like a, like a ten degree ellipse thing, and if you stare at it through it, it's extremely difficult. I mean, extremely difficult to see the pixels, if at all. I especially with far away objects, with close away objects, closer objects. I felt like maybe, maybe I saw them, but maybe my mind is tricking me. Maybe my mind wanted to see them. But it was the, the that it was so freaky that I couldn't see the screen door effect at all. That I couldn't see pixels. That I looked through that thing and it looked like a it was a window. It was a portal. It was it was that was a reality in there, and that freaked me out for a second. <laughs> and I felt like I was like I hope I'm not the only person freaking out like this in this conference because this is a mile. This is not. This is nuts. This is nuts. This isn't stopping. This is gonna get better. And better and better and it's six thousand dollars right now, but five years from now, we're probably going to be wearing it on our faces. I don't know. What do you think, John? <laughs> hard to predict that, but it yeah, it is. But I'm hyped. I'm a hype man. I'm excited, very enthusiastic about this. And uh, I, yeah, people people will say resolution isn't everything, but to me, I, it's a big deal. This is a big deal. Well, it's definitely a huge factor um, in in the immersion and and um, and the idea of um, enterprise applications. There's going to be things that uh, that come into play that that requires. Okay, so you know. Help training surgeons to do operations or oh. um, 
you know, all that kind of stuff. Then, then you really need that, that visual fidelity to be that high because if you're, you know, slicing a nerve off of a tendon or something like that, you, you gotta be precise. Um, anyway, but yeah, but also the robotics with the Vario could, could it do it, John? Sorry to interrupt, but I, I was thinking about like, well, could, could he be, could not, could he not just be training, but could, could he also be live stream pl- like a video game through the Vario, he'd be operating from someone thousands and thousands of miles away, and because the resolution of the headset is human eye yeah, level. Yeah, absolutely. Holy shit, dude. That's do crazy. It. They do, uh, they do uh, surgery. Whoa. Yeah, it's different. They don't do VR, but they do it with cameras, and, and they do it with stereo cameras, and um, it's not, I don't think, brain surgery, but they'll do like an appendectomy and stuff, because already, because pretty much, um, those kind of surgeries that are doing like the, the very the inside surgery, they're already basically doing remote surgery anyway because they're not looking at the patient; they're looking at a camera. <laughs> so it's oh. not that much of a stretch to do that remotely. From like um, miles away. So yeah, I mean, but I think VR could definitely improve the ability of doctors to treat patients remotely um, if you have really good cameras really good low latency connections. I mean, <laughs> you don't want to be doing a heart transplant and be like, lag, you know, have a lag spike. And all of a sudden your knife is screaming around the room at 100 miles an hour because of frame rates. Yeah. You know, there. <laughs> anyway, that's just a ridiculous example. But like, I'm, you know, what was a surgeon's surgery simulator uh, in VR? That's what we think of. But um, anyway, uh so, Vario is cool. I think uh, I think yeah. it's uh, it's interesting to look at, but but it, it seems like it seems like there's an inevitable thing that we must we must discuss, and that's the vibe, the Valve Index. Why am I calling it the Vive? It's the Valve Index. I do too. You are not alone. I do it. It's shameful, and yet it will persist. Um, we're going to be doing that for a while. I think. I think so too. Uh, um, I have I have mine pre-ordered. I, I feel like you you. When are you getting yours? Is... When am I getting mine?s What's the delivery date on yours? Uh, I think okay. I, I I need to double check because I was like I think it's either October or August for me. I think. Yeah, I'm September, which is just shameful. I got busy that day that it went live. I knew it was happening, but then you know. Uh, then I then I got in finally got in there and I got like analysis paralysis because I have all this Vive stuff and I'm like, do I need to spend a thousand dollars? Can I use the lighthouses? You know, blah 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 blah. And as I was as I was like debating with myself, which was stupid. I don't even know why I cared. Um, the the date got worse and worse and worse. So now I'm September. Hopefully those dates get better. I, I I'm hoping that they've kind of padded those delivery dates a little bit because I'm gonna just be so balled up about people getting theirs in june and july and i'm just sitting here waiting forever but um yeah it's gonna be great now here's the thing chris i'm gonna ask you a question are they going to announce half-life three um you know does that happen ava said no but not recently but in the past in the not too recent past he said forget about it it's not happening but you know he's Willy Wonka. He can do what he wants. They can do it. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. And you know anything's possible. People, people, 
people six months ago would have, t if you told them that Valve was going to release a headset and you were going to be able to pre-order it in May, people would have laughed at you because of Valve time, right? But, but here they are. So uh, anything is possible, but I'm, at the same time, I think it's going to be more like a, like Left 4 Dead or something, or like a, like a, like an easier IP for them, maybe like a Dota God God game where you got like I don't know, I I, I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna if be. It's Dota, three, I think Dota would be the ex okay. My opinion, I think Dota would be the exact wrong move for them to announce. It's okay if they do it, but if they make that the announcement, the collective balloon popping of enthusiasm would be just huge because dota players don't want vr i mean they might, they might if they're a dota player they're like oh yeah it's cool to look at it in vr it's cool to watch a match in vr but dota players do not want vr they're the those are the those are the game players and this is a gross generalization i know there's exceptions there's probably somebody listening who's like oh i don't agree but those those are the pc gamers that don't want vr because they've got themselves dialed into the 2d space so tight you know that that's what they want that's the experience they grew up with and that's what they want to that's what they want to stay with and that's fine i'm nothing against them we it's our job to win them over not their job to like what we like but i think dota is exactly that kind of player that does not typically embrace vr i think um yeah. portal players <laughs> uh left for dead and half-life players you know, talking about those first party titles are our VR players and are interested in the first person experience. <sighs> I don't know, man. I'm hopeful. I think Portal? there will be a you said Portal players. I think it's most likely going to be a Portal title, given that their Moon Dust demo and their Hands demo is kind of in the Aperture Science, and the, even the Vive onboarding thing is kind of an Aperture Science feeling thing definitely not a black mesa thing yeah. so uh i think the it will probably be something portal like plus it really vr lends itself well to puzzle levels which is portal um i still you know i want to see the resolution of the half-life story but i i feel like that's um less likely than a portal title i think a portal vr title would be exciting interesting well done and get people hyped for it and they could still tease some VR stuff, some like, sorry, some Half-Life stuff into it. That's what I think. I think you changed my mind. I think you changed my mind on uh, Dota. Yeah. I, 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 the reason why I didn't say Portal is because I didn't want to get myself too excited. And mind you, people, people <laughs> on the internet have said over and over and over again that you can't bring Portal mechanics to um the to vr because you you'll get sick and i agree i've done vr portal with dk2 back in the day and it i it was too too jarring too much but the way you so you just okay. said we're like turn it into a puzzle Modulate. game for vr i don't think it yeah. a portal game where you have the launchers and the yeah. falling uh, blood and jumping around because yeah that would not be great in VR, but an aperture science themed thing yes. with you know, puzzles and um, maybe there's portals, but you don't go through them. You send things through them or something like that. I don't know. Um, the, 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 the graphics, the style, the humor, the context, the history, the lore, all that stuff goes really well with VR. Yeah. And, um, and 
you know, and who knows? Maybe with 120 hertz refresh rate and Knuckles controllers and with vignetting and all these things we've learned about motion, maybe they can make a portal VR that doesn't make you sick. I would like to see them try maybe, but I don't know. That's kind of a long shot. But I think an Aperture Science theme thing could work. Yes. I can't believe I've tried the Vario and the HP Reaver before I've tried a Valve Index. That's and that's the one thing I want to know the most right now. Is like, what does it look like? What does it actually look like? What does now you now you can even say what does it even feel like to be in in an HMD that is at 120 hertz or even 144 and they're like beta software stuff like that. I want to see what that feels like. I because I because I bet you it's one of those things that you can't describe with words. Yeah, well, you know what? So, um, you know, the upload writer, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I've talked to him a lot on Twitter, David Jagano. Jagano? I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce his last name. Sorry, David. I know who you are. I just don't know how to say your name. Um, and uh, they, he has a Rift. Of, you know, he's got a Vive, Vive Pro, Rift. He's like us. He's got all the HMDs. He also has a Rift S, a Quest, and an Index. And he's been playing with it. And he said in his home, basically, they have come to call the index the good one. Like when it comes time to play a VR game, people will say, I want to do the good one, which is the index, which is cables and all that. But it looks so much better and the refresh rate is so high that it's a better experience in their opinion. And these are VR people. So I'm um, kind of excited about that. Okay, okay. I, I need to. I, I. You know how hype I get. I get, but only about things I try. Which reminds me, did I tell you I tried the Enreal glasses at AWE? Oh no! Tell me about that. Have you heard about those glasses yet? Yeah. There, they were a big hit at that show. Uh, coming from uh, as an objective perspective as I can. Um, and and Magic Leap are in trouble. (laughs) Because these glasses are $500 and they can do the same pass-through AR as those two uh, giants but better with a cheaper at a lighter not well it it will be better. It feels like you know it's still when you're, you know, when you're doing so much processing, like, real time to make sure that these little, like, virtual objects stay anchored to the real world, it, it, it's not, it's a hard problem to solve. It's hard. I get it. But I saw, I saw that, like, that form factor that, that again, we're going back to the quest, like, that form factor and the ease of use and the cheapness, I think, I think is a big deal. Maybe, maybe, maybe consumer AR might get its first genuine DK1 moment. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, I've heard about them. I haven't, I've been so, I've been hurt, Chris. I've been hurt by AR so much. (laughs) You know, I've been burned and and, uh, I've never, I've never had the AR the way I have VR. Maybe yeah, I'll, I'm 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 waiting. Uh, I'll see. I'll have to go seek those out. Maybe they'll be at the meetup too. 
Yes, I hope I hope so because they're um, yeah they are worth trying, and <laughs> I, I almost forgot I had them on because I was like they were so lightweight, and I was so blown away by just really? it just worked. It was good. So so you track Tilt Five at all, which is like the reincarnation of Cast AR. Jerry Ellsworth's yeah. company, I think. Yes. Yeah. I'm interested to see what they have to play. They're going to a very specific play, but I, I'm curious. I hope they make it because I like the people there and I, I like Jerry and I think she's a treasure in, in a lot of ways for the industry. But like the, the idea of having um, the retro reflective material is still their, their game. But um, to see how that goes. I've been following them. I've been an, an enthusiastic supporter because they're targeting playing games and I like playing games I like playing tabletop games. So I think that that's another area. And I think if they succeed at producing something that's good for board games, uh, I've, I've liked, I like to say, if you have a technology that makes that's, that's good at the board game table, then it's a technology that probably has a place at the boardroom table you know, for business mm-hmm. because board games are complicated, multiplayer, socially intense experiences and if you can do that, uh, if you like, I said, if you have a technology that makes people play Dungeons and Dragons easier and better, then that that will make any kind of product design meeting or city planning meeting or financial analysis meeting better too, because D and D is incredibly complicated and visually um, constrained and. And it has a lot of stuff going on under the hood. So if you can do that in AR and make everybody like that better, then you, you have a technology that would be good for any other technology or any other business need. So, um, but do I'm it before Zoom do, does it right because Zoom might do that. Yeah, now that uh, you put it out there <laughs> early yeah. on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to message Liv, a friend Liv, about Zoom. I'm sure they've thought of it, but just in case they haven't, I want to make sure it's on our radar because I think that would be a huge win mm-hmm. if Zoom could support hubs. So you could be in a Zoom meeting and have all these web heads, you know, could dialed in, but a few people could be in VR and they'd get the most out of it and they just handle the audio and the meeting setup. That'd be perfect. I already did it with Discord. I don't know why they wouldn't do it with hubs. Anyway, yeah. or with Zoom. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I thought about the index is that um, uh, I was reading up on people planning to hack the index controllers to get them working on the quest. And so, oh yeah, and so, and so that sure. would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I, yeah, I've already I've already thought about like strapping. I have a bunch of Vive trackers, um, and I thought about like, hey, could I write something that? Uh, uses the if i put a vive tracker on my quest i don't need it for the headset tracking but then i can communicate position into steam vr and then use the controllers and other stuff there's a lot of things that happen and in a way you know reminds me like all the hacking that's going on with quest um Mm -hmm. putting uh, the vive um deluxe audio strap on the quest learned that from my twitter friend andre elijah he took the deluxe audio strap off his vive and used it on the quest and made a better headset out of it i am not doing that but i'm going to uh this weekend because i learned about it when i was traveling but yeah it's compatible it works then you get the nice knob that you can turn to you don't have to worry about the straps the velcro straps i hate 
But um, yeah. but giving demo stuff, it's a huge win. And then yeah. uh, putting uh, uh, an extra battery pack on the deluxe audio strap on the back to kind of give it more counterweight, so you have a more That's balanced what head. I was gonna say, yep. Yeah, modding the quest is gonna be. There's gonna be some people once the newness kind of wears off and people feel more comfortable playing with it. People are gonna be hacking the heck out of the quest and modding it, and I can't wait to see what they do. And then the back to the index, the frunk. You know about the frunk? What is it for? I I just know it's anything you want. That's the point. Probably they had something in mind. Maybe it was, maybe it was um, a leap motion, which rip leap motion. God, well, nice well, try. Did get acquired by Ultra? Yeah, they got, so they got sort of acquired. I don't know what's going to oh. happen now, but um, yeah, it could maybe it's a new life for leap the technology, but leap motion is dead, uh, and that's okay. too bad. You know, they they were old, they were OG, and I I, I like their technology, but I think they. You know, whatever. It's a tough business. But anyway, um, but anyway, the Frank, perfect size for Elite Motion. That seems to be the case. Um, but anything you want, man. I, I was already thinking about it, about what, once there's a million of these things out there, and there will be, what, what add-on products are going to make sense? Could it be, you know, a haptic feedback, like a thumper, like a, like a butt kicker, but for your face, face kicker? I don't yeah. know. Well, I already uh, turned, figured out how to turn the Oculus Quest into night vision goggles. Have you heard about that one? Uh, yeah, I guess you could. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. You totally uh, could. But, but that, that same unlock I want out of the index, like a, that unlock of like creativity. Because like, it seems like, do you think Valve is going to be more... Um, or, or do you think it'll be easier for people to add peripherals to and, and mod the index than it is the quest at this point? Yes, I mean I haven't I haven't held an index. I don't know, but I just feel like their approach to things is more community mod friendly. Quest, you know, again, I'm not. This isn't like me saying that they're evil or wrong for doing this, but Quest is a very regulated curated experience mm-hmm. um that doesn't care what i want as a hacker developer power user they want a good experience for people who don't want to do any of that so that closes the gate on a lot of things i would like to do i think that will change i think they will open it up to us eventually or somebody will just hack it and figure it out and we'll root it and we'll have you know data of quest access but um but i think the index is going to come out they're going to be like here's our code here's pretty much everything you can do um and the community go you know if you want to stay in the in the boundaries here's what you got to do if you want to go outside the boundaries maybe we won't let you on steam or maybe there's going to be a special disclaimer but go ahead i think that's going to be much more their their style um and it seems to be designed into the hardware. Remember with, you know, with the Vive, they had a partner with HTC. So, and for good reasons, but, you know, um, they were probably somewhat more limited on, on how much they could hack the hardware. Now they control the whole thing. They, this isn't, like I said, the last time we talked, this isn't, this isn't Apple kind of play. They own the distribution platform. They own the software. They own the hardware. Differences in culture, they're just, more hacker mod friendly. So I think 
there will be some opportunities for us to play with their stuff a lot more than an Apple would let us. Um, and, uh, and they're going to, they're going to iterate like crazy. I think the index, um, you know, this is version one of an index and I, it would not surprise me if they do continual product improvement on an annual or even faster basis. Um, small stuff at first, but I think, I think they're going to have a good, you know, five to 10 year product improvement run on this, on this platform. So valve is the last, do you think company to jump on board the standalone VR hype, right? They would be the last, like first you'd probably be Samsung or Microsoft or Google that would want to compete against the quest in the future. Like valve is, is going to stick to steam and the index and just PCs forever. Like that's that's an expectation, right? From like we that we that that's a fixed. We can we we're, we're we can assure ourselves that that's what's that's that's what's gonna happen. Or no? Yeah. Um, Valve. What does what does Valve want? Valve has been the king of the heap in PC gaming for gosh, you know, at least seven or eight years, maybe longer. Um, Epic definitely is, uh, you know, they're at the gates. They're at the castle gates. They've got a battery gram. They've got Fortnite. They've got some very high-end content. They've got a revenue stream that is, is to die for, and they're willing to give away their storefront. You know, when Steam came on the scene, the, the, there was no storefronts worth anything. You had to go to Fry's Electronics or the B. Dalton booksellers or Egghead or something like that and buy software in boxes and bring it home, right? And they revolutionized digital distribution for the PC gaming space and have owned that and taken, you know, roughly 30% of the software, gaming software pile for a long time. I don't know how much money they have. It's a lot. And it may be enough that they technically don't ever have to make money again because they might be investing it so well that the operations of the company are, it's almost like a foundation, maybe a for-profit foundation where they're just basically operating off the interest income of their savings. I'm not sure. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying that it's been that much money that it's possible because they're not a huge company. And so what do they want? I think they want to be the nexus of gaming electronic gaming let's call it that um whether that's pcs or vr and um if anything i guess i'm surprised they never got into mobile <laughs> uh, i think they had a i think they had a chance there and it's probably a bit late to even start this process for them but or maybe they couldn't because they were too busy just keeping up with the pc demand but they never really got into mobile play but i think of steam mobile gaming platform would have been interesting uh, i definitely think they or maybe they recognize that and that's why they're getting ahead on VR. I mean, that's why Facebook got into VR because Facebook got into VR because they almost missed on mobile completely and almost got squashed. Um, and, uh, so he didn't want to have that happen again. So here we are. And so, um, Steve might be going through the same learning process valve, I should say, but, but what is, what do they want? I think they, they want to be the place that people come together to get, games and apps mm -hmm. 
and sometimes they want to put up produce new content that moves the industry forward. That's what I think they want. And um, and uh, beyond that, I don't know what they want. And really, oh. how much more is Gabe gonna do? Here's the reality. I mean, he's 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 not old. He's he's got a long time, but like he's been doing this a while. And human attention span. He's got more money than he'll ever need. Um, he's he's got to be more. He's gonna shift his career into more of a building from a building mode to a um, mission focused mode. Like he's he's gonna start becoming more mission focused. Like what does he want his life to? What does he want his legacy to? And um, operationally, I don't know what that means for Valve. I don't know because they're so hard to understand from an outsider's point of view. Will mm-hmm. Valve change? I mean, is Gabe gonna like? What happens if Gabe leaves day-to-day operations? What if he has already and we just don't know? Who, who runs that? How does the culture manage? They're not governed by shareholders. They're the most oddly managed company that I know of. You know, nobody's Nobody works for anybody at Valve. Everybody just kind of shows up and works as hard as they can on whatever they want to work on. And um, that sounds like Camelot, but hmm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how you set a strategic direction in a company like that. So it is um, it is interesting. And if if somebody from Valve called me up and said, "Hey, we'd like you to come work for us," I would just say yes. And if they said, "Yeah," and your job is to you pass the butter, I would still do it. I would just love to work at Valve just to see what what it is like up there. How this magical place produces. Um, and operates because it's a it's an amazing thing. And I know people have left Valve willingly and unwillingly. So maybe it's not perfect for everybody, but um, it's an it's a magical place that I would love to see the inside of. I've, I've been on a tour there. I've seen the inside of it, but I mean, like, really see the inside of it and figure out how this place works because that's one of the great mysteries of mankind is the how Valve uh, exists and doesn't completely collapse on any given day because it's just amazing <laughs> where are they going to be a year from now I don't know. hopefully sitting on a uh, huge pile of first party content that blows everybody away and changes the vr industry for the better and um, makes everybody else afraid of valve again i think that would be very cool and good for the industry yeah more competition more investment in the industry is what's needed and the time is now i think hopefully uh valve uh yeah it's hard it's it's so hard to predict who knows who knows who knows what will happen um but john i can tell we've we were, were were we've reached an hour and 38 minutes thus far i can keep going man we can keep going forever um Except my my quest battery, an hour and thirty eight minutes of bait is appears to be the life expectancy of the battery. All right. Well, then I'm getting a little battery warning, so maybe it is a good time to stop. That's not, um, sounds good. Cool. <laughs> but uh, Chris, always great talking to you. I, again, we could talk for days. You know, summer's coming up, Chris, and we've talked about this for years. Is this the year of uh, VR summer camp? where we get you and me and a few friends and go sit at a lake. Now that we have mobile VR, we could take VR with us and go um, VR by campfire and, and get weird. Yeah. This is the year, John Oaks. Yeah. So let's make it we happen. We need to find a site in the Bay Area and, and, 
and have VR summer camp with a few people and, and do a podcast outside, but in VR. <laughs> that needs to happen. I agree. I agree. We're going to make it happen, John Oaks. I think I'm, I'm 100% with you. Uh, after, the sh- after I stop recording, we're going to talk about this. But yeah, John, this has <laughs> been amazing. You're always, you're always an awesome guest. How can people stay in touch and follow up with all the good things you're doing these days? Uh, John Virtual at Twitter is probably the J-O-N virtual at Twitter is my best way to reach me. I love talking to people, especially like indie startups. I still am advising a few on the side to help them try to get funding or ask questions about what they should do and connect people. um, I've kind of been shifting more and more into academia rather than the business side, but um, I love hearing from people. So reach out, say hi. And I'm usually at the SVVR meetup. John, um, you know this. The world knows this. You're, you're a true scholar and gentleman of virtual reality. And I'm always thankful for you coming on the show. And yeah, I'll, ca- I'll catch you later, sir. All right, man. Talk to you soon.